Welcome to the podcast. It is Pat and Stu in for Glenn today. Uh, we talked to Chad Prather. Uh, he's, of course, Blaze TV host, and he has a three-part special going on right now. Uh, BlazeTV.com. You can use the code CPS if you'd like to subscribe to this. Uh, uh, and you get uh, a little savings. Um, but uh, he's, he goes deep into the Jeffrey Epstein thing. He's got a three-part special going on this week. Uh, so it's really Epstein week. The holidays, th- when you think of the holidays, think Jeffrey Epstein here at the place. Uh, we go into that and the new poll that shows an incredible increase in the amount of people who believe Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. I don't know if it's because of the t-shirts or because everyone's saying it, the hashtag, but people are definitely starting to believe that. And nothing says Happy Thanksgiving better than three broken bones in your neck. Does it? <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> not. Nothing. We also go into an interesting um, discovery uh, from Stacey Abrams, who is a uh, the real true governor of Georgia. She obviously won by losing by 50,000 votes. And yet had, st- had it stolen from her. She had it stolen from her, of course. What a uh, novelist. Well, it's true. What a novelist. She's a, a writer. I did not realize this. She writes sex novels. <laughs> and we have some excerpts from these novels. Uh, you are not going to want to miss that. Uh, that and so much more on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. We used to live in a country with wide diversity of opinions. Yet we still had a basic set of shared values. Uh, We might not have had the same religion, but we could agree that life was precious. We might not have belonged to the same political party, but we could agree government should be kept small. Yeah, those days are well behind us. But that's why companies like Patriot Mobile are so important. Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative cell phone company. It's run by patriots. These These are guys who are veterans. Uh, in our uh, in our armed forces who believe in the good heart of this country the way that you do. That's why I and thousands of others have made the switch to Patriot Mobile. They're offering a special just for joining. You can upgrade your phone to a brand new Moto Z3 Play for only $5 a month. That includes a 6-inch screen, expandable storage, high-quality camera, and so much more. Switching is really, really easy. You're going to save a buttload of money every single month. You're going to get the same great cell service. Not Your money's not going to be going to Planned Parenthood or La Raza. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get the brand new Moto Z3 Play today. Supplies are limited. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You got an Epstein update here? Yeah, because look, there is a lot of divisiveness in this country today. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to come around the Thanksgiving table and maybe get, you know, get into some arguments. But there's one thing that we can all come together on, which is that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Exactly. I think we all <laughs> could recognize that one central truth. And, I mean, I joke a little, but, I mean, it is now, uh, it's coming, it's showing up in polls now. I bet. This is going to be a thing. Like, this is going to be a thing that we all believe soon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, and, and we went back and forth a little bit about this uh, earlier and I, I don't – there's not really, like, evidence per se that, that he did kill himself. There's a lot of circumstantial It's things. just so suspicious. It is. Yeah. So suspicious. You the can't guy, deny it's yeah, suspicious. You have to, right? Like, listen yeah. to the way this is written. This uh, I think – I don't remember who – I don't have the uh, source here in front of me. 
But 45% of Americans baselessly believe that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered, according to a Baselessly? Wait, wait a minute. Baselessly? I mean, look, I, wow. am, I don't like conspiracy theories at all. Yeah. I like seeing the evidence. And even with this one, like, there's, there are a lot of people that would are acting in ways that don't make sense if you're trying to cover up a murder. There's a lot of people who are totally unrelated to this saying things that are not consistent uh, or don't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It, why would they be involved in a cover-up? Like, it doesn't... It's a very far-ranging thing, and, and I keep coming back to the idea that if you wanted to kill Jeffrey Epstein, you had 10 years of this guy just walking around Miami, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, you know, he was very available to kill, and he was he had a private island. You could have just showed up when he was there, <laughs> right? Like, there's a lot of ways to kill Jeffrey Epstein that are much easier than waiting until he is in a cell well, Bill was on the plane with him 26, 26 times. times. <laughs> he could have killed him right, him right there. Right then. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> this is a Survey Monkey uh, um, uh, poll. And I think the idea of baselessly here is just you're pushing it with mm-hmm. that, right? Like the cameras are out, two guards fall asleep. The guy was on a suicide watch and then pulled off of it. So he could commit suicide. His cellmate was taken out of mm-hmm. the cell just hours before this happened. The guards never check him, despite the fact that they were supposed to do that every 15 minutes. I mean, there's so many things. They didn't have the paper sheets they're supposed to have that tear away instead of, you know, strangle somebody. So, I mean, how many things came together to allow him to commit suicide? It is suspicious. It is suspicious. You can't deny it's at least suspicious. I, I right. I mean, there, I, there's not a lot of conspiracy theories uh, that I buy into, mm-hmm. but we all have our like little pet I think so, theory, yeah. right? right? Like, I feel like there's some, and this mm-hmm. is what I think is going to be a big one for a lot of people. I mean, we're up to half of America already that believe it, yeah. which is fast. They need to do a really thorough report and convince the American people if mm-hmm. this was not something more than suicide. You really need to walk people through it, I think, because yeah, it just think so doesn't seem possible. 34% um, believe this in August. So it's gone from 34 to 45 Wow! in only a couple of months. Uh, only 16% believe he died by suicide. That's down wow. from 33%. So it's been cut in half. Wow. And, <laughs> it really... and the remainder is they're not sure. Um, so 45, yeah. mm-hmm. 16, 39% unsure. That, wow. According to the poll. Dang, that's that's a high percentage of unsure, too. Yeah, well, look, I, none of us were there. Yeah. None of us have read the report beginning to end. I mean, obviously, yeah. some media people have done it, but generally speaking, no one. It's just, it's one of those things that just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I know, like, the my chosen conspiracy theory, my like, little pet one, which I, I turned out to be seemingly true, at least uh, in a book that came out uh, last year, was the, the whole John Roberts, Obamacare he changed his mind at the last second and rewrote it, and it was uh, he was supposed to be on on the side of the conservative argument, and last minute switched. It does seem like that one was actually true. Mm. Now, there's you know the the extension of that theory is that he did it for some illicit reason, like he was hiding some secret. I tend to think it was more of a situation, or there was something about his daughter, right? I don't uh, remember there? if that was it. Yeah, it was something yeah, where they're basically something. saying, like, you know, he got blackmailed into yeah. changing it. I right. don't know if I believe that part of it, but I did believe that he he changed it at the last second for some reason. And the reporting now is that he changed it kind of like 
like maintain the, the yeah he's trying to maintain his legacy yeah, his or legacy whatever. like i, I mean right. it was uh, right it's lame and something that a supreme court justice should never do i mean exactly I, 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 talk about impeachment uh there's a much better case for roberts than there is for trump in yep. my mind because it, but that's the type of stuff you shouldn't be doing i mean he basically voted against what he believed was constitutional to trade out a you know a, a favor later on like he tried mm-hmm. to convince liberals to vote with him so he changed his opinion so they'd come along and it didn't look too partisan. Ooh. Okay, okay. What you, no, they never care about that. When's the last time a leftist cared about what was part, what looked partisan? They never, never do. Right. They never do. Right. So, um, you know, that one, I don't know, you know, if that's even a conspiracy theory anymore. But this one is, it's just one of those things uh, that I think almost everybody believes is way too suspicious even if you are completely fine okay yeah he killed himself because look the guy there's a lot of reasons for the guy to kill himself here's a guy who lived his entire life you know following you know receiving every little pleasure he wanted from every little illegal person uh, or illegal uh, act that he uh, could have uh, maintained it from and now he's in a jail cell he can't do anything his life is obviously over he's not getting out of that cell it's over He's disgraced. Completely. He's disgraced completely, mm-hmm. which is bizarre because really he did the things that he was caught for. Uh, you know, he's being disgraced for long ago, and he went and he went mm-hmm. through the whole uh, the whole situation. Then came through on the other side of of prison, which wasn't really prison. He was he was in his own private wing of a, 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 a jail. He was by himself, and then he was able to leave for twelve hours a day, six days a week to go to work. So that's not really prison. Okay? That's, not, <laughs> that's, really not. that's not prison. No, it's not. But he was able to continue this lifestyle. And we don't know how many women, you know, he was he was with. But we do know that, like, when he, he had, this is after, um, and women is not the right word. Uh, I, should, I, I, should, I should note women not the right word in this particular context. But he was, you know, he was sleeping with all these girls. He got caught, went to jail. Then got out, finally cleared himself of all these huge punishments. Because, I mean, you know, when you, when you wind up uh, luring 30, 40, 50 high school girls for, to, you know, for sex to your home, I mean, you figure private wing, leaving all the time, you know, in the in a year or so, it's about right for a punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. But he continues to, like, for example, he continues, has, has reporters over for interviews to his house. In New York. And who answers the door? Like a teenage girl. 19 year old girls yeah. from like the Eastern Bloc. Yeah. Like, this is not a good. Amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. I mean, he was a bad dude. Mm. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Apparently, Bernie's released some details about his tax proposal. Yeah. We and- talked about Elizabeth Warren yesterday at her 500, no, 158%. It was all it was. It's not 500%. Just 158% of everything you make. And to be clear, 500% is a little too high. That's excessive. Yeah. Yeah, that's well- more than your fair share. Yeah. 158 percent though that's oh, reasonable i think it's too low personally uh because mm-hmm. these bastard billionaires shouldn't even exist right how about the time that they were like uh they had tom steyer on the stage and 
and they tried to goad an argument out of the candidates. They're like, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren says that uh, billionaires should not even exist, and Bernie Sanders says billionaires should not even exist. Tom Steyer, how do you feel about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, I too believe that billionaires shouldn't exist. It's like, oh, shut what? up, you wuss. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, oh, that's man. just pathetic. Uh, but Bernie <laughs> is a guy who's going to fund these plans, and he's and he's honest about it. Mm-hmm. But we know that Bernie is going to make sure that the rich are paying for this. Because Finally. how much money do you need? You know what Thank I mean? You. And, yeah. and, and, you know, we, we say the rich. And sometimes that's a little difficult to define because it's not there's not a number you put on that. But Bernie was well willing to actually put a number on it yesterday, uh, and he told you mm. about the tax that's going to hit uh, you um, if but you happen to be rich. Probably like not the, you because right. the number is so high that how many Americans are going to be included in this tax? Oh, I mean, it's, it's top one percent of the top one percent of the top one percent of the top one percent. Yeah, it's just I, I, that's, when you hear the figure, you're going to laugh because yeah. you're going to realize that yeah, I could work my whole me. life and yeah, never and earn not, that much money. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Well, here's Bernie explaining his plan. Okay. What we will do, what we will do, is have a four percent tax on income, exempting the first twenty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> All right, good. You, Wait, what? You're better yeah. at arithmetic than I am. Because what that means uh, is well, if you're that average family in the middle yeah. mm-hmm. who makes 60000 a year, that means uh, we're yeah. going to tax you on 31000 at 4%. There you go. Oh. So so don't worry about it because you're. it's only the wealthiest yep. <laughs> 93% of, of Americans. Right. Exactly. And you're probably, if you're listening to the show right now, what are the odds that you happen to be in the wealthiest 93%? I mean, it's... I mean, if you make $29,000... Yeah, you can, you can afford to, to shave a little money off You're of not that. even going to miss that 4%. You won't miss it. And you probably, like, if you're sitting in your car right now, you're like, I don't even know what it would be like to earn $29,000 a year. It's too well, much money. I mean... You've got a Bugatti. Right. You've got a Porsche. Probably a Lamborghini. A Lamborghini. Yeah. A couple yachts. You live in a 50,000-square-foot um, home. Yep. Yeah, yeah, probably on a hill well, somewhere. Maybe forty thousand. It depends maybe. at what area. If you're in Southern California, you could probably only afford forty thousand square yeah, feet. Yeah. Uh, but if you maybe you're in the middle of the country, you get fifty thousand. I mean, think about that. That's twenty nine thousand dollars. Yeah, think about that. If you could go to the bank, you could pull all that twenty nine thousand out. <laughs> you could lay it all out with individual ones. It would stack super high. Uh, maybe to the whole. I'll ceiling. bet it'd be over an inch. I'll bet it'd be over an inch high. Maybe that stack of bills. Maybe. <laughs> and I mean. Now, when you're raking all this cash in, I was—if uh-huh. like, you are the type of person out there and you live this lifestyle, if you make over twenty-nine thousand dollars a year, I would love to hear your story because I—I <laughs> I used to love Robin Leach doing lifestyles, lifestyles of, the rich and of the rich and famous. <laughs> yeah, you remember? Yeah, yeah. And they would just go in. They just be like, look at this whole house is marble, <laughs> and then they have a slide to get down to their car. And These <laughs> people make a whopping $29,000 a year. I remember he said that how many times? Oh. And you're like, oh my gosh, week. imagine if I could grow every up and, and, and get to that level. You know, you would just be like, I'm so rich. I actually want more taxes because I am having an issue counting my money. Yeah. It just, it just yeah. piles up so fast. And the guilt factor that you've oh, taken yeah. so much from society. Well, at some point, you, 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 you made have, enough money. You made enough money. Mm-hmm. It's true, and we've heard that many times. Yes. So if you happen to be one of these spectacular <laughs> people among us that earn over, over $29,000 a year, we'd love to hear your story of wealth. But beyond that, I think 
the truth here is that Bernie uh, is at least being honest. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. Can you though. imagine the balls? Twenty nine. Now you're exempt if you make twenty nine thousand. Twenty nine thousand. That's the cutoff point. And that means that this tax wow. will hit literally everyone who is not in poverty. <laughs> yes. That is like legitimately what yes. happens here. It's the poverty line. Probably 29,000 is probably the poverty line. May very line. well be Close the to it in some, it, yeah. in some, like in California, in New York, it's probably more than that. Yeah, it varies because, you know, it also varies on how many kids you have yeah. and whether you're married and all these different things. But it's right around, uh, it's right around uh, here. Uh, and then that, like that... I will say, I do give him credit for actually blurting that out. Yeah, you know, $29,000 a year, this tax will hit you. And you'll be paying more and more and more and more and more and more to the federal government until basically they just have the whole thing. And that's just his wealth tax, right? That's, that's just no, the four- I think that was for um, the uh, health care stuff. So he's going to take, he's going to give you, um, it's four, so four percent. There, there's a 4% four, tax. It's actually four. Uh, for health care, right? So- they just take that out of your check, and it goes into the healthcare and then coffers. And then what that does for you is, of course, you get to wait in line a really long time for your surgeries. Yes, which is nice. You yes. get a place in line, though. You're guaranteed a place in line. Now, you might not ever get to the surgery. You may die before the surgery. Well, you might. But you're in line. Yeah. And what else but are they supposed to do? Sometimes it only takes nine, ten months to get the surgery, though, that you need. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You can't Don't wait nine or ten months. That. This is this is what what's happening in this country. People are making twenty nine thousand dollars a year. They're all spoiled. And there are some services. I was told by the uh, by my uh, surgeon who did my neck surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he? Well, God, he probably makes to me. I don't think he makes twenty nine thousand no, for no that way. job. But no he probably way. makes a good fifteen. But I think fifteen to sixteen thousand ish. You know. But he said he was saying if because I started with uh, the injections, you know, to kind of calm it down and stuff. Yeah, it works for a few minutes, but then after a while, it goes away. But anyway, he was saying. Now, if you lived in Canada, you couldn't even get it. They don't even offer it. They don't offer the you, injections. You can't do it. Yeah. So you've got you to gotta go directly to surgery immediately, even though the injection would be a heck of a lot cheaper and easier to do. And they, but they don't, they don't do it. Wow. So you just suffer until you can get surgery, and that's scheduled off you know, six months in advance. Yeah. Look, I mean. That's nuts. It's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, the $29,000 thing is an incredible line. I mean, look, you, you work your ass off for – I've worked many years for less than $29,000. Uh, you know, you, good, doing good, solid work uh, is, a, is a great thing, and there's nothing to be ashamed of for making $29,000 a year. You certainly shouldn't be attacked for it, though. No. You know, you mm-hmm. shouldn't be attacked for having uh, – for being so wealthy that you're making $29,000 a year. That's ridiculous. And the the idea that this is the solution to our healthcare wow. problems is a real is a real issue. There's a place in um, in Oklahoma uh, that does. Uh, they decided to just kind of just change the way medicine is done, and we talk about this free market healthcare thing all the time, but it never comes to fruition. Well, they decided to just do it. So it was a couple doctors. Uh, one, the main guy is an anesthesiologist, and they started this surgery center, and they now post. All of the prices for their surgery online. You go to their website. All right, this is this one's three thousand dollars. That's how much it costs. They don't take any insurance. They don't deal with it at all. You have to go in and you have to pay for it. Hmm. However, you know exactly what it costs. Right? You know, and it's much cheaper than the hmm. other places around are um, are charging. 
They don't jack up prices to try to get insurance money. They don't do any of that. They just and they have a highly qualified people who come in and do these things and they do them well. Are and, they doing well? And they're doing it? really well with it. They're doing really well with it. In fact, it, I uh, I think it's been open for uh, you know fifteen or eighteen years now. Wow. Um, uh, and they have not raised their prices since they opened. Their that's, prices are the same. That's when pretty they amazing. Opened. Wow. Think about that. And here's something that it's in the real world. It's actually happening. It's working. Is it dominating the conversation even for conservatives? No. Why? Instead, we're talking about, well, look, of course we have to keep all of these big programs that already exist, but let's not slightly expand them yeah. or really, really expand them. That's the, the debate. Oh, we're going to keep – like Obamacare. Like, remember there was a time – do you guys remember this? When Republicans said getting rid of Obamacare was a priority? <laughs> When's the last yeah. time you heard anybody say that? 2016. Now it's all, oh, well, of course we have to keep that. But what we'd like to do is do this slight improvement here and there and try to change this or that. Uh-huh. What, you know, what happened? Instead, now these th- it's everything we said about Obamacare is coming true. It, first of all, it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Second of all, and we know, by the way, it was know, more expensive. It's more expensive. And we know it, it doesn't work because every single Democrat who is running for president against it, they're all saying how bad it is that we have to improve it. Now, they don't say it in those words, but they all have plans to double and triple the size of it mm-hmm. or uh, change it completely. So we know they don't think it's working. We also told you that was coming. Yep. Uh, that was the next step, in mm-hmm. fact, is that. It's a Trojan horse. It's a Trojan horse. Well, it's not really a Trojan horse, is it? We're just saying it's right there. It's right there. We're telling you. That's what the architect of the plan said. Yes. <laughs> and nobody believed it, and I no, guess. It a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, and now we're to a point where it has changed from a an issue that was a very unpopular for Democrats to one that is now part of what we have. We can't take it away from the people who need it. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a thing where Republicans are even saying it needs to go away. What they're saying is, well, look, it's there and we can't get rid of it, but we can improve, you know, this 1% of it. That's what happens with these entitlements. It, it becomes, as soon as people start getting it, then it becomes part of society, part of our social contract, which I don't remember signing. Right. And it is something that dominates. Just like Medicare and Social Security. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, there were, at the time, lots of conservatives who pointed out, hey, Social Security, that just sounds like a giant redistribution of wealth program. Yeah, it's socialism. And at, the, at, at its very best, it sounds like the government forcing you to save. And I love the fact that uh, Democrats now say, well, Republicans were saying back back then that it was socialism. Yeah. Yeah, because they, right. it was. And it is. And people might have gotten used to it now. And so even some Republicans love it now. Oh, oh, it's very popular, these programs. Well, Well, of course course they are. You made it part of their life. The average person gets more than two times the amount that they put in out of Social Security. And Medicare is even worse. I mean, Medicare is absolutely the main thing bankrupting this country right now. Uh And, you know, the fact that they don't even means test it, uh, that Bill Gates can get Medicare if he wants is completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We all understand that there's a good motivation behind that program, but maybe if you didn't take our money our entire lives uh, and spent it on on crap, we'd be able to pay for our own retirement. We'd be able to pay for our own insurance after we retire. You know, instead we have these programs, and 
I think a completely underrated worst president of all time nominee is Lyndon Johnson. Um, never gets never gets the attention he deserves at, when you talk about the worst presidents in, in U.S. history. But he deserves uh, uh, that title. Or he's at definitely least, down there. Yeah, he's definitely down there. Yeah, he um, is. And he created all these programs that are that are creating all this debt. And now we have Democrats creating even more programs that will double and triple down on these ideas that didn't work. And Republicans barely bring it up anymore. I mean, when's the, you do not hear Republicans make arguments about debt and deficit anymore. No, you don't. It's just not a thing right now. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Because if these things actually mattered to us, and, and I know we've made these arguments. I know people in, these, in, in the audience are making these arguments all the time. But, uh, you know, if you didn't believe it then and you were making the arguments, then you're just playing the same crappy brand of politics that every politician plays. If you, if you care about the debt and the deficit, people in Washington right now deserve heat for it because they're not addressing it at all. At all. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Maxine Waters is an interesting character. We love her because she gives us incredible amounts of material. I mean, she's (laughs) basically... A fountain of youth for talk radio material. <laughs> she, no matter what you have, you can always say, what did Maxine say yesterday? It's always going to be something dumb. You always have that there. You can always find whatever it is, and you can do an entire show about it. So here is Maxine. This is uh, the most recent example. She's talking about Ben Carson, and I believe it was MSNBC. Listen. Well, you know, I sent him a letter and he sent me a letter, you know, claiming that I had no manners, et cetera. I basically said to my staff, I really don't have time to be bothered with somebody who doesn't know the difference between R-E-O and O-E-O. I mean, you know, this guy just doesn't have uh, the background, the capability, uh, the intelligence to do the job. He doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. He doesn't care about this issue. He rises to the occasion to basically support this president. Uh, any opportunity mm. that he gets. And so I'm going to be so happy when they're all out of here. They're hurting <laughs> yeah. our country. They're undermining yeah. our democracy. And they're being very yeah, destructive. And I hope the American people can see so. that if we allow this president and his cabinet to yeah. get away with what they're doing, mm. they will be destroying, you yep. know, the presidency uh, and that office forever. Oh, my gosh. She's... I'm sorry. Is she calling a black man stupid? She does. She is a black neurosurgeon. Wow. She's calling a neurosurgeon. They're right. Stupid. Huh? That's a fascinating, fascinating claim. Now, Ben Carson, you could say you don't like the his policies. Uh-huh. You can say you don't, you don't like, like his demeanor. Maybe yeah. he's a little too sleepy for you. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> but not intelligent? But not intelligent. Come on. That does not compute, especially from someone like Maxine Waters. How many dumb neurosurgeons do you know? Oh, tons. <laughs> tell you, man. Tons. I if I've seen one, mm-hmm. uh, one, of the, one of the fastest growing uh, segments of our population are dumb neurosurgeons. Yes. People don't know that. <laughs> They're all over the place. Just doing their neurosurgery in a dumb way. That's what they do. 
every day they wake up and mm-hmm. and just go in there and they and they just do a complicated neurosurgery just messing like around in your brain yeah. and they're too stupid to know <laughs> which parts of the brain to connect or I, remove yeah <laughs> I mean, base. If you've ever, you know, if you ever watched The Simpsons, <laughs> Ben Carson is basically Doctor Nick. He's the guy who comes out and he just, he just kind of fumbles his way through all the surgeries, and and it's just, it's just loving and hilarious. Oh, <laughs> oh, you've paralyzed me! Ah ha ha! That's Ben Carson. Now it's weird because I've seen he's won all these awards uh-huh. and done all these incredible things that no one had ever done before in the field, but he's basically just a moron. And I guess he just lucked his way into fixing all those people. Uh, what a great and, story. And separating Siamese twins <laughs> right. at the brain. I mean, how hard I is mean, that, though? It's you not need hard. scissors. What's the big deal? I mean, you anybody. put scissors in between them and you, and you, and you cut. And you cut. I don't know. I mean, uh, how hard could it be? It's <laughs> 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 just as a moron. Any moron could do that. Uh, <laughs> you, get, you, go, you go to Home Depot, you uh-huh. get some hedge clippers, right? And you just snip, and you use them. Snip, snip, snip. Done. And, and then they're separated. And you say, nurse, sew them back up. Yeah. Because I bet he's not even doing the sewing. You're right. I bet he's not. I bet he's not. You you put it. You got a little sewing machine. You put their heads under there. You you press the pedal. I don't know how it works exactly, (laughs) but it's something like that. (laughs) It's like any moron could do it. It's not that big of a deal, right? So she makes a really good point there. Obviously, (laughs) she's made a lot of really good points over the years, though. The tea party can go straight to hell. They say to me all the time, you appear to be angry. If you're black and American, you're not a little bit mad, you crazy. Stop yeah. sending mm. those dog whistles to white supremacists. Today Supremist. we declare Supremist. we're not taking it anymore. This liberal <laughs> will be all about Uh-oh. socializing. Uh-oh. So, uh, uh, oh, oh, um, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Uh, will be about. Will be about something else. Something else. Um, something else. Um, what is the word? What is the word? What is basically, the word? basically. Basically. Taking over. Taking over. And, and the government the running government. all of your companies. Keep <laughs> <laughs> your nasty comments away from us. We're okay. rallying mm-hmm. and we're protesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't intimidate us. Uh, you don't okay. scare us. Uh-huh. We're going to fight against you and your policies. We're going to struggle. We're going to do everything necessary to show you you cannot take this country down the path that you think you're going to take it down. Don't ever let me see Mm -hmm. again in life those Republicans in our hall, Mm -hmm. on our screens, Uh talking about anything. Right. That's a okay. pretty restrictive. These <laughs> are demons. <laughs> They're demons. Demons, okay. Literally demonizing. These uh, are legislators who are George. destroying this country. Man. Wait. So she's she's she knows. Wait, are they demons or are they legislators trying to destroy <laughs> the country? I feel like those are two moderately different things. She's she is one of these people that just uh opens the mouth and about um, two minutes after she's done speaking, tries to figure out what she's saying. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no plan going in. You know, it's like, no. it's like, you know, it's like Ben Carson with his neurosurgery. He doesn't know what he's doing when he goes in there. <laughs> I, yeah. He just starts cutting, just as start, we mentioned. Start cutting things and connecting tubes and see right. what happens. <laughs> you know, does the person walk afterwards? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. That's that's Ben Carson. The guy just, you know, he just mm. is just a haphazard guy when it comes to his neurosurgery i mean it's, it's unbelievable crazy. it is and, and what one, one really interesting uh clip that you played there was maxine waters and she does this all the time saying essentially um well uh, they always call black people angry um 
and and that's of course we should be angry but there's that sort of undercurrent there of if you call if you criticize a black person then you don't like black people you could you see oh they're all angry only only black people are angry and, and this is very standard left-wing procedure it's the same thing they do with soros right it's like well george soros you're only criticizing him because he's jewish the th- fact that he and by the way he is an atheist but the you know mm-hmm. i mean like the no one has there's no criticism of him because he's jewish like that's that's not right. that's nothing to do with it it's a, right. it's, not, it's there's no there's no part of that that connects that's you that is you coming up with that uh conclusion not me it's, I, I, mm-hmm. it's you it's you're saying oh well it must be because he's jewish well wh- why are you saying that right <laughs> that's not what we're saying why are you saying it and 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 uh with waters it's the same thing here where she absolutely will criticize any any republican who criticizes an african-american and they'll she'll say it's because of race but here she is criticizing an african-american calling him stupid fine. it's perfectly fine yeah uh I, you know i i kind of tend to think that the color of your skin should not dictate whether that's okay right mm-hmm. you should be able to be able to criticize anyone you want no matter what the color of their skin is as long as you're not criticizing them for the color of their skin now you're making crazy talk. I like know. Like back in the 60s with MLK. <laughs> that guy said kind of the same thing you just did. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, what a maroon. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. A major problem in our country, Pat, which is uh, we have, I believe, 607 billionaires in this nation, mm-hmm. and only three are running for president right now. We need to get that number up. <laughs> I want to get it to at least half. I mean, are they They just don't care about their country? <laughs> right. The other the other 604 they just, don't, just care. don't care. They don't care. Wow. You know, they're just fumbling their way through neurosurgery, probably, with Ben <laughs> probably. Carson. That's what they're doing. Uh, Mark Cuban is uh, making some noise. Now, I don't think he's jumping in uh, to run for president. I, I mean, do, can we possibly have any more people who are running for president? Well, we could. I guess we could. We I could. keep saying we can't. And then Deval Patrick jumps he, in. Yes. And then Michael Bloomberg jumps in. Uh, who else has jumped in recently? Steyer jumped in late. Yeah, uh, there has been. It just keeps. They keep coming. Go, uh, the go rumors away. persist that maybe Hillary gets in. I don't know. I don't, I I don't, don't know believe that. that. Yeah, but I believed are, it for a while. I'm not sure now. We're past the filing deadlines in uh, New Hampshire, but so not Iowa. That's not, not until the end of the. I think the end of the year, like December 30th or something. Is it really that late? I think it is. Um, so you'd have to skip New Hampshire if you yeah. wanted, which is what Bloomberg is doing. I don't know. I mean. I don't know if Deval Patrick qualified, but I mean, he, that's, I guess he probably must have because that's his only chance of, of competing. I mean, this is the next door state, even though he still has no chance. Uh, Mark, Mark Cuban was asked, because uh, people noticed uh, Yahoo Finance that he had uh, registered democracy.com. Now, he's not doing anything with it, hmm. but it, it's democracy.com. And the question was, well, what are you planning to do with democracy.com? He says, uh, Cuban says that it won't, he registered it because he didn't want it to be used by someone with a political agenda. So he just. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> That's what he said. Okay. Now, he, of course, is the uh, Mavs owner, a guy on Shark Tank. 
uh, and he says, you, you know, you, could, you should see all the, uh, hmm. the domains I, I own. I rarely sell, sell any. And when he was pressed about it, he said, and you can do this, you can play along right now. If you're in front of your computer, if you're on your phone right now, play along here, Pat. Okay, I'm going to play along. Go to thepresident.com. Uh. Thepresident.com. <laughs> Just having a tough time. Thepresident.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Oh, it's Access TV. Uh, it's his website. Yeah. Magnolia Pictures. It's cu- Cuban movies. companies. All uh, the Cuban companies. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. he asked, can you imagine this guy runs for president? Wow. And he's got his website is thepresident.com. <laughs> That's a solid uh, marketing tactic. Very weird. I don't know. I mean, I feel like huh. Trump has opened this door up and like all these guys think they could be president now. Because they all think do you, th- do you think he's he's considering a I run? Think he, I do think. I mean, he's talked about he has uh, enough. And he, he's, he's talked about the fact that he can beat Trump, yeah, he thinks. He thinks so. He thinks he can. There's no way he could, he could but he thinks he could. He, I don't know where he fits exactly because he, you know, they talked for a while. They're like, oh, he's a libertarian. He's not he's a libertarian. He's not libertarian. And, um, but he's also, and he's not really a Republican. And he's certainly, with this field, definitely not a Democrat. I mean, he doesn't, yeah. f- he, he's, he'd be way to the right of a Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, um, you know, I think so. He, he is a legitimately pro-business guy, but has a lot of policies that, you know, we wouldn't like as conservatives. You know, big health care initiatives and all the other, all the mm-hmm. rest. But, I mean, at least he's, he, he has the same... The things that you like about Trump, where he's a guy who who is a business person and under and understands those things, he has those attributes. But we already have that guy in office, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. I don't know what the thirst and, would be for a Mark Cuban candidacy at this point. And again, if you're a billionaire, why do you want that job? Oh gosh, I don't even. I don't like you talking about it. A mega pa- patriot, and you believe you're the only one who can fix it. I can understand you taking the shot then. But why would you want this hassle? Why would you open well, up yourself to all of this madness? I wouldn't want anything to do with it. If I was a billionaire, I'm just enjoying my life. Oh my I'm not. Gosh. I'm not running for president. I mean, you know, and you know, I mean, you don't have to be a billionaire. You just have to be massively wealthy to understand that, like earning over twenty nine thousand dollars a year. <laughs> if you are, if well, you I can earn, only dream. I can only dream. Of yeah, that. no, that's never going to happen. No. But Bernie Sanders thinks you're rich at twenty nine k a year. I mean, I think uh, Mark <laughs> might earn more than that. Uh, it's possible. But when you're a billionaire, think of your life, right? Every decision you've made works out. Mm-hmm. Everything that you think is smart is is smart, and everyone tells you is smart. Yeah. Like you, It's understandable why you'd think you'd be the only guy who could fix whatever problem you're addressing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that's why Bloomberg's in there. Trump himself said that's why he was in there. Uh, Steyer, I'm sure, is the same way, and Cuban's probably the same way. I mean, you could find we could get to a point where everybody running for president is a billionaire. <laughs> he gets them. We're not that far away, kid. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Some good news because uh, CBS is going to produce a drama based on Stacey Abrams' romance novels. Wait, now, Stacey Abrams, the true governor, the true governor of, of Georgia? Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yes, she, the election was stolen from her, and uh, even though she lost by fifty thousand votes, it was stolen from her. I will say this too: um, you bastards out there who think if Trump loses, there it could be fixed. 
and you're going to complain about this afterwards? Uh-huh. You bastards. By the way, Stacey Abrams is the rightful governor of Georgia. <laughs> the fact that, they, that the left continually right. – Elizabeth Warren just says it. She said the other day it was like, oh, well, it's, it's actually Stacey Abrams' seat and it was taken from her. Like, no. That is not what <sighs> happened. That is not what happened. She lost. Right. She lost the election. It's over. Get over it. <laughs> they can't. They can't. They won't. Mm-hmm. So in uh, 2004, she published a book, and she's done several since, but uh, this one was under the name Selena Montgomery, one of eight novels she's written under that name. The book was entitled Never Tell, and it follows the tale of a criminal psychologist with a dark past who works with an investigative journalist who is searching for a serial killer in New Orleans. So CBS is doing a full series on this. Uh, Pretty amazing. Mm. We were able to uh, get a few excerpts from a few of her books. Not just Never Tell, but we we do have that as well. I'm interested in this because this is something the left gets to do that the right would never be able to do. Right, right, right. right. No one cares uh, about about Stacey Abrams and her romance novels. Nobody cares about them. No one. (laughs) There's no reason for this series to exist, right? Right. There's absolutely no chance of it being good. Nobody's ever heard of Stacey Abrams' romance novels. How much money did Netflix give Barack Obama to produce television shows? Well, some rumors have it at $100 million, others at $50 million, but it, it, whatever it was, it was, it was Tens a lot. Tens of millions, Tens of, millions of, dollars. of dollars. For what? Yeah. what? What have they proven? Well, they did that Chinese thing, you know, the uh, Chinese companies uh, in America, or Chinese workers in America. What was it called? I don't know. I did I not watch say. it, so I, I don't remember the title, but yeah, they got a lot of money for that. A lot of money for that. Mm-hmm. Now we'll see. Um, you're you're going to really be excited about the series when you hear uh, her incredible writing skill. Uh, these are a few <laughs> sentences I can read out of paragraphs. Uh, this one from Sebastian Kane and Dr. Caitlin Lida in Secrets and Lies. Ooh. Her book, Secrets and Lies. Sounds saucy. And uh, this is a paragraph. I can read. Part of one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Not the full sentence. No, I can't. No, but with urgency, she accepted him, fascinated by the power. And for a moment, she wavered, wondering if she was prepared. In the next second, she knew she never could be. (laughs) Tell me that's not powerful. Like Tell me really bad versions of like the <laughs> the trash at like airports. Yes, and the, the that you get at a, at a yes with Fabio yes. on the cover. The five dollar rack. Yeah, uh, at an airport. And I guess like this has uh, been Fifty Shades of Grey has made this into a somewhat of an industry. Is is that what she's right. going for here? I think so. Yeah. Mm. Now from her book Hidden Sins. <laughs> There are two sentences I can read from a paragraph. Oh. Yeah, so this is exciting. Two full sentences. Uh, Watch me love you. He commanded silently. Wait, how did he... How did it come? Wait, he commanded silently? (laughs) Wait, hold on. Wait, watch me love you. Watch me love you. He commanded silently. That's a good point. I guess with his look. Yeah, but you could, do steely some, gaze? Like, you could say, hey, come over here silently because yes. you could like wave your arm or you could. How would you say, what is it again? Watch me love Watch you. Watch me love you. No, you're supposed to just get that from the look he's giving you. 
What is that look? I don't know what that expression is. <laughs> it's a lot of expressions. I'm not the human face. I'm can... not going to attempt it here on radio no, and TV. Please don't. Because, I don't want you yeah, to watch. It would me be love obscene. You. It'd be obscene. Okay. And I'm not going to do it. But watch me love you. He commanded silently. <laughs> like she just came up with. She had a random collection of words and she just thought silently went there. Like he has to do that audibly. He can only command that audibly. Yeah, you let me get to the I next sentence. I can't get past the silently thing. It's driving me crazy. Know that I will always be a part of you. Now, I don't know if he actually spoke that out loud. It doesn't say. Or if that was silently as well. You know, all good writers explain that com- completely. Yes, they, uh, do. they do. They do. They always say exactly how they commanded a thing, <laughs> if it's audibly or silently. And she didn't do that here. It's a big mistake. Uh, right. First thing you learn in writing class. Make sure you say how people are commanded. <laughs> are they commanded audibly? Or are they commanded silently? I, who knows? This is on the level of, um, uh, are you familiar with the podcast, uh, My uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno? No. No. <laughs> it's, it is amazing. It's, the story is the this guy finds out that his dad has been writing these types of books. He just decided because of like Fifty Shades of Grey to start writing like an, an X-rated novel. He, this guy's dad. So what they decided to do for a podcast is for all of them. And it's, I think it's an HBO show now, too. It's a really big podcast. But they decided to do is it's like three people and they just sit around and they he reads the entire book. Think <laughs> of your dad. And it's really filthy. I mean, it is filthy, but horribly written like stacy abrams level writing so it's really funny it's, so he's making fun of his dad he's making fun of his dad and it's just uh, so awkward because you're reading like the <laughs> sex fantasies of, of your, your dad. dad and then at the same Ooh. time no thank you he doesn't seem to really understand the female anatomy all that well so <laughs> so he writes things you're like does he think that's how this works <laughs> <laughs> it's it's utterly unbelievable, but it's the, about the level of writing from Stacey Abrams here. There's one more sentence. Oh, from oh this. sorry. Okay. Before we get to uh, take a break, uh, are you commanding seconds. me audibly right now to stop talking? I'm commanding talking? you okay. audibly. Yes, because I got to get to this line because it's powerful. Sighs and pleas and moans mingled in enthralled chorus. Right? Is that beautiful or what? Sighs. Sighs. And, and please, and please, and moans, and moans mingled. They mingled in an enthralled chorus. So apparently, there was a choir in there in the bedroom with them. Right, that they were singing while the act was happening. And what she doesn't include there, it was all silent. <laughs> <laughs> all the sighs and moans and please were. They were silent. silently commanded. Yes. the chorus to sing. She should have included that. <laughs> Because I don't know if I heard it. I, that, I, when I'm picturing this, I can't think of, am I hearing things or is it quiet? It's it's hard to figure out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because she doesn't specifically mention whether this is allowed or silent in this particular passage. Wait, hold on. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Our very own uh, Chad Prather doing a really cool special all this week. Uh, did it last night? Has it tonight? 
And then tomorrow night, three-parter, three-part series on the weirdness of Jeffrey Epstein. Now, that's not the name of it, uh, <laughs> but Chad joins us now. Hey, Chad. Hey, good morning, Pat. Yeah, there's a lot of weirdness there. Yeah. Um, in fact, he he kind of had a cult or something to himself. Didn't he want to impregnate a bunch of women and send them all over the world with his seed? <laughs> something to that yeah, effect. Yeah, well, what <laughs> – you know, people hear this stuff and they think that it's pure fiction because it reads like something out it of a Crichton novel. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were, you know, as, as Candace Ortiz, uh, you know, our edi- editorial producer was doing research. We were looking into these things and we discovered that one of the things that Epstein found was that they were collecting the sperm of Nobel Prize recipients and they were uh, putting it together in a lab because they felt that the world was getting dumber and that is their word quote dumber and i I have to agree with them in that regard (laughs) what they were doing is they were wanting to start this whole new uh this whole generation of uh of smart people and they were gonna and so epstein heard this now first of all what you have to understand for a guy who accomplished so much based on his history epstein was not a smart people (laughs) he was not a smart guy He, he was a college dropout that was a horrible math and science teacher at the high school level and so when you learn more of these things about it, that's exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to, to generate a whole world of, uh, of Epsteins out there, and that's what he was going to do. He was going to bring – we're going to talk about that tonight on the special. Uh, the, tonight's episode is called The Devil Has Blue Eyes, and, and that was their whole thing is they were going to bring in 20 girls at a time, impregnate them. They had to sign away all rights to the child, and it was going to be raised by, of course, Epstein and his – uh, Jelaine Maxwell, who was sort of the the queen to his whole chess set there, that made all the connections for him and kind of ran the the ring. He wanted to raise so twenty children crazy. by himself <laughs> with Giselle. Really? Well, obviously, you, you you know, one would think he would have some help out there, but I mean that that when you start seeing how big it is, it really is cult like. Wow. Uh, and and that's one of the things that people don't realize, and that's that's the dangerous place that we kind of stepped into. Uh, because we start talking about the King Ranch in New Mexico, a lot of people think of the King Ranch in Texas, two totally different things. Of course, Bruce King was at one time the governor of New Mexico, and they passed down political positions like family heirlooms in New Mexico. They owned most of not only New Mexico ranch lands, but they also are the major producer of corn in the U.S. So they're a big, big family. And in most interviews, when they talk about the King Ranch, and I'll tell you why that's significant in a second, they actually bleep out that name. They bleep out the King name. But Epstein's New Mexico compound, of course, we know about the Virgin Islands, the Little James Island that he flew, you know, the Lolita Express to. What they don't know is that he had a 10,000-acre compound with a 27,000-square-foot home right in the middle of the King Ranch. You could not get to it unless you went over it or through the King Ranch. So he, in essence, isolated himself with one of the most political families, most powerful families in New Mexico. It was like building a, a moat around your ranch. With, with You were completely inaccessible. Uh, and, and now we're starting to see these pictures that are emerging from you know the King uh, – for, I should say – what he called the Zorro Ranch there in the middle of New Mexico. So that's where he was going to do that. Uh, it's a pretty creepy place when you think about just down the road there is a there is a a, a, a therapy place for uh, Catholic priests that were caught in pedophilia. Uh, there is a home for orphans that was co-founded by Prince Charles. There's a number of different things. It's, it's of course, where they not far from 
where they tested the atomic bombs and, again, set up a lot of the Nazi war criminals that they brought in to do genetic testing and, and create these things. So New Mexico is a place for cryogenics, eugenics, and transhumanism, which is exactly what he's trying to accomplish in bringing these kids in. So there's so many things that people don't know about the life of Jeffrey Epstein that are weird. They think, well, here's a guy. He's dead. We're glad he's dead. But his legacy lives on in a big way because he was not doing these things by himself. And the people he was doing it with are still very much alive. And so that's kind of the angle we tell the story from. And honestly, Pat and Stu, whenever we tell this story, the average American, with they look at the memes or they say Epstein didn't kill himself, and that's all. We have a good chuckle at that. But most people can't even tell you where Epstein got his money from to mm-hmm. begin with. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a big story that's under the surface that a lot of people don't know. We know about the guy who was convicted as a as a as a child predator, as a sex offender in the late 2000, uh, 2006, 2007, 2008. We know about that guy who really never served any time, never even reported to a parole officer. Uh, but it's how he reinvented himself after that by associating with the Elon Musks, the Bill Gates, the Stephen Hawkins of the world. These are the people that – and I'm not accusing them of any form of pedophilia, of course – but it was how he tried to rebuild his influence, and ultimately the goal for him was immortality. It's really – it's a weird story. First of all, I don't even know how one would go about obtaining the seed from Nobel Prize winners. I don't know. <laughs> was there a pro, is there a website that you go to for that, Chad? I, I don't even know how that occurs. Know. You know, my first, thought, my first thought is I wanted to question Barack Obama. <laughs> maybe he's got a uh, it's it's funny it's i i because he really tried to rebuild his credibility after the arrest by by these yeah. sort of like association he would try to find the he donated tons of money to um uh, universities and uh centers uh that were um on the cutting edge of science and tried to kind of play himself off as the scientist when he i mean he wasn't uh, and he tried to do this thing where he just basically tried to associate himself uh, back into the good graces of up, uh, you know, fine, uh, upstanding society. It, it sort of worked for a long time. It worked well, and that's interesting. Uh, we go back to where we started from. Here's a college dropout who's now associating himself, and they're actually identifying almost as a colleague in Harvard science schools. Uh, you know, he donates forty million. Chad, to what he oh. was kind of into, and not only that, they've never given a dime back. MIT actually received a large donation. They started giving some money back to disassociate themselves. But you're talking about a guy who's who's basically his uh, madam, if you will, his his child procurer, his female procurer, Jelaine uh, Maxwell, who is still at large. We don't really know where she is. Uh, you know, she was at Hillary Clinton's, I'm sorry, not Hillary, she was at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. She's mm. been on three or four vacations with uh, Chelsea Clinton. Uh, this is a person who was highly associating, and it wasn't just about wealth. It was about being able to have secrets. The wealth, His wealth was really not in money as much as it was in being able to buy people's secrets, and those are the secrets we still don't know. We're starting to see things get uncovered with, with Prince Andrew. I find it somewhat humorous that now the queen is stepping in and, and won't let him have his 60th birthday party because of this uh and, and this is a guy who just last week on the bbc was talking about how much he doesn't like to 
pate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so now, guess what? Good thing you don't like to party because you're not getting one. Uh, and so there's some there's some where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's things that are there. And that's what we've tried to do in these three episodes to say, look, yeah, he may be dead. He may be on an island with a facelift. We don't know. But the legacy of it and the danger of it still lives on. So how did how did he make most of his money? Where did, where did that billion come from? Well, you know, so first of all, what he did was he got into Bear Stearns. Uh, he was a he was a high school tutor. He he was having inappropriate relationships at the high school. He was at the Danbury School, which is a very elite school in New York. He was having inappropriate relationships with the students. He was a terrible teacher. He tried to make extra money on the side. Uh, he gained the attention of someone named Lynn Keppel. Her father was actually the CEO at the time of Bear Stearns. He liked his uh, moxie, so to speak. He liked his hustle, and so he was doing really, really well at Bear Stearns uh, the first year and only year he was there, and then he decided to resign even though he was just killing it financially for them. Uh, he resigned saying he was going on to bigger and better opportunities, and that's the first sign you see of his M.O., and that is he was taking Bear Stearns' money and using it to buy influence. So he was giving people loans in essence, embezzling, but he wasn't keeping the money for himself. He was buying influence with powerful people, and he started the J. Epstein Company. He associated himself with numerous people like uh, Wes Wexner, uh, Les Wexner, I'm sorry, uh, who owns, of course, um, things like The Limited and Bath and Body Works and Victoria's Secret. And he and, and Wexner would even, and this is just one example. Wexner would turn all of his assets over to Epstein as a financial counselor. Mm. And Epstein would even replace people on their, their advisory board that were family members. And he'd say, no, you don't need that person. And then these multimillionaires would come to Epstein, and he would say, you have too much money. It's too dangerous. People are going to steal it from you, so let me manage it for you. <laughs> so in essence, he was stealing their money. <laughs> so wow. this, this is the thing that it, it, you know he winds up with like $460 million after being involved with the Hoffenberg uh, Ponzi scheme, which is the world's biggest Ponzi scheme that we've ever known. Hoffenberg, of course, goes to jail for 18 years. Uh, um, uh, Epstein doesn't see a day in jail. Yeah. And, of course, it was the New York City mm-hmm. Municipal Court who's there. Guess who appointed those the, that court? Of course, it was uh, Bill Clinton, who was president at the time. It's so it's so weird. And you, you make such a great point on how he used. It wasn't about his money. It was about the way that he, he sort of like was willing to cross lines like crazy in every part of his life, but do it with a respectable face. So people could associate yeah. with this really rich guy who seemed really accomplished and smart, and no one would suspect that behind the scenes he was he was willing to cross all these lines. I mean, you look at. The stuff he did in Miami with the girls, it's not just like he was hooking up with young girls. The guy built a gigantic system to allow himself with recruitment, with uh, right. how to import them, how to hide it, what to ask for. They had a whole system. I mean, even go to when he's in prison and he's supposed to be in, 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 uh, in, in a cell and doesn't want to be in a cell. So he pays his way to have lawyers be there basically every minute he's awake. So he's in meetings with lawyers and he doesn't actually have to stay in the cell. This is before his death. I mean, he, he was a way he was able to bend and break rules to create systems to allow uh, otherwise respectable people to do uh, uh, things that are not respected. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you take you take someone like Bill Gates, who is on record of saying, you know, hey, he's a very interesting guy with very interesting ideas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Th- you know, when Stephen Hawking is hanging around, these guys, they weren't interested in his brain. They were interested in his influence and his money in that regard uh, of the things that he could get done with his, his charm. And even when he was in prison before he died, there would be people who – other prisoners who would have $100 here and there that would just show up in their commissary account, and it was coming from Epstein. Yeah. So even when he was in jail, he was buying influence and buying these favors. Um, the special is three three nights, uh, and you can watch all of it on demand. Uh, the last one airs tomorrow. The second part is tonight. If you go to blazetv.com, use the promo code CPS, Chad Prather Show, CPS, uh, and you'll get a, a discount there. And you got to check this out because this is going really deep into this. Uh, you're going to know way more than everybody else on this story uh, if you watch these three parts. Chad Prather, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Talk tonight at 6, I think, Central? Is it 6, six right? Yeah. yeah, I believe so. Yeah, definitely right. check that out. That's, uh, that's going to be fascinating. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.